Pass Around the Smile is like your go-to friend, the one that lifts you up and backs you to the end. She's there to guide and inspire, challenge and teach, and remind you that your best self isn't out of reach. Self-development, manifestation, self-love and more, it's time to trust the process more than ever before. Welcome to Pass Around the Smile, the podcast. I'm your host, Cleo Massey, and I am so glad you're here. Let the magic begin. Hello and welcome back to the Pass Around the Smile podcast. This is a very exciting episode for two reasons. First reason is that the very, very special guest today is my mum. Oh, I'm very excited. And the second reason is that this episode is coming out on launch day. So it should be when this is releasing the 4th of June, which is when I'm launching my new collection. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you would have seen the hype. I have been creating hype because because I am so proud of these products. A brand new deck of Oracle cards, five new journals, nine new prints. It's been a year in the making with my beautiful illustrator, Katie Regan. We have just had the most incredible time and I am just so excited for you guys to get even more guidance with these products. I am just, oh my God, I am absolutely over the moon. And at the end of this episode, we are going to pull a card from the brand new deck as well. But yeah, it's it's a good day. There's good energy in the air. I hope this episode can inspire you. It's a fun chat with my mum. She doesn't know what we're doing or what we're talking about. So it really is just a conversation with us two, but with you guys all listening. <laughs> so I hope it's okay, but I thought it would be fun to do something different. A little introduction to my mum, just so you know a little bit about her. She grew up in the entertainment industry. She was a singer in a band, a band of which my dad was the drummer in. And she from then created Rocker Stedford, sung in musicals, was a radio host. Then we moved up to the Gold Coast and she was a performing arts teacher for years. She became a writer and an actor and she does all of the things within the entertainment industry. She is a great gal. I am very lucky to have a very close relationship with my mum. So let's just get right into it. I hope you enjoy. Why am I nervous? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we've got um, a nervous mum in here. Why are you nervous? I don't know. It feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, I haven't told mum anything about really what we're talking about, have I? (laughs) No. No. Well, this is just a chat for the people. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Right, okay. (laughs) Well, I wanted to start off by talking about manifesting because Pass Around the Smilers love manifesting. Yes. And you are quite the powerful manifester. I am. I made you. (laughs) You did? Did I manifested you? Oh, that's nice. Oh, well, I I wasn't going to talk about manifesting me, but I wanted to talk about the manifestation story that I know and love that has a few different elements that I kind of want to talk about. And it is the story of how you manifested your web series, Stage Mums, to be picked up by Network 10. Yeah. So why don't you just, let's just jump straight in because it's such an inspiring story and I never get sick of hearing it. So let's, let's talk about it. I started off doing some skits with a friend of mine, Tara, about two stage mums who had daughters that they wanted to make famous. And they went pretty well on YouTube and, you know, people enjoyed it, the storyline, everyone could relate to it, whether they were soccer mums, swim mums or dance mums or whatever. Basically, these mums loved their kids so much they wanted 
them to be really high achievers in the film and TV world, which is what Stage Mums was. So then it developed into a web series and that was eight seven-minute episodes and it, it just came together so easily. It was bizarre. We had all these professionals working on it, you know, because you played my daughter, obviously, <laughs> and... Um, we had all these people that you'd worked with on H2O Just Add Water came on and helped out. It was just an amazing week of filming with a fantastic vibe. And once it was filmed, I was like, this is better than just throwing it up on online. This has got to be seen on a TV. And I was like, yeah, in my head, you know, arguing with myself saying, well, all well and good, Anna, but... It's a web series. You don't put web series on TV. And the other side of Anna was going, yeah, but this is so good. It deserves to be on a TV screen. So I just kept visualising it being on a big TV screen, not just on phones and computers. And um, once it was all edited, I was even more, you know, like it's going to be on TV. It's going to be on TV. And I I didn't know how to get it there because no web series no web series are on TV. So I started looking on Facebook. I found a group, it's not even there anymore, about women in television. And I put it out there and said, you know, I've got this comedy series. Is anyone interested or does anyone have any tips for how I can get it on TV? And then somebody wrote to me from Network 10 saying, oh, I'm really interested to have a look at it. And I was like, as if you're from Network 10, like, yeah, all right, sure. Okay, I'll send it to you anyway. Not believing that they were really from Network 10. And they were from Network 10 and they loved it. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, we love this. We're going to put it on 10 Peach in a family time slot. How does that suit you? And I'm like, ah, yeah, thank you. (laughs) That'd be great. So I went on 10 Peach and then it went on to 10 Play where it's just come off template. It was there for three years as well. And, um, yeah, it it happened. Well, like what I visualised actually happened and it still amazes me. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. And I love so many different elements of it. The first element that I want to talk about is way, way back at the start when you decided to start doing the web series you started doing it because there weren't many roles for women your age. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. So you created your own work. Yes. And you just did it. Yeah. You didn't wait around. No. And I did it with the focus being, yeah, I want work as an actor and a performer and a writer, but also I want to have fun Mm. and I want people to laugh. So my aim wasn't just to be, ooh, I want to be seen. My aim was to fulfill my creative talents, to use what talents I've been given, but also to serve people in a way that I can entertain them, let them escape from life, have a giggle, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's why it happened so effortlessly, the, the web series, why it came together, why all of these professionals were so passionate about it, came on, said, I will help you 
you know, at no cost. Like it was incredible. Like everyone just coming together because they all believed in this project because they were vibrating then off your energy because your energy was vibrating so high and it was this energy of giving and receiving and having fun and, you know, just enjoying the craft of acting and writing and comedy and everyone just vibrated off that and that's why it did just kind of happen so effortlessly. Yeah, and on set, like you were there, everyone was just like having so much fun. So they were all using their talents as well to create a fun thing. Yeah, and in the process, of course, you know, you were essentially there was a big part of this that you were doing it for yourself, but you were doing it for a lot of other people too. And I think I've talked about this in manifestation episodes in the past where, you know, you can ask for whatever you want, but if you have a reason behind what you are asking for and if that reason is for the highest good for all, it is going to happen and it's going to happen effortlessly. And that's not to say we can't ask for materialistic things, but just have a why, have a reason. And you definitely did. So, okay. So moving on, you've done the web series. Then the next part I want to talk about is the inspired action you took once it was edited and completed. And you were like, okay, I don't know how to get this to TV, but I know I have a goal of TV. And it reminds me of Jim Carrey's quote, which is something like, I'm probably going to get this wrong. It's about asking the universe for what you want, then working toward it while letting go of how it comes to pass. So essentially you were still working toward this thing. Like you weren't just sitting around on the couch, yeah, you know, waiting for it to happen, but you also didn't know the path of how but you believed that something was going to work out. So talk us through that. Yeah, and I think now I'm thinking back, like before even the Network 10 deal happened, for some reason Channel 9 came to me and I remember getting that message saying, oh, we've seen that you've made this comedy series. Do you want to come on our Today Show? Was it Today Extra, the one after? And again, I thought that it was just like, oh, I don't know, maybe the Gold Coast Channel 9 or whatever. And it was like, no, we'll fly you to Sydney. We want you to talk on Today Extra with David Campbell and, oh, my God, I've forgotten the lady's name. And they flew us down to Sydney, me and Tara, and put us on the Today Extra show and showed all these snippets of Stage Mums and the making of it. And I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, so cool too because that essentially – was on TV and that was just another part of your manifestation where you were like, I want this to be on TV and I accept this or something better. So you got that and better things as well. You never thought you would be interviewed on Today Extra, but because you had surrendered being like, whatever good is going to come from this, I'm here and I'm ready, I'm open, more opportunities came. Yeah, and also I felt like I owed it to all those people that had been involved I really wanted it for them as well, not just for me. It became all these people believed in me, they believed in my project. I want this to be as successful as it can be Mm -hmm. so that so many people out there have the opportunity to see it, see what these people can do and laugh. Mm. And again, that's you just focusing on the highest good for all, like what's going to make everyone happier, what's going to like spread love, spread positivity. 
Like, you can't argue with that. No. Love and fear can't coexist and you chose love. So when yeah. you choose fear, like, it's not going to work out. Yeah. But, of course, there was fear. Like, talk about maybe the fear side of things. Like, what were you feeling? Oh, my God. I <laughs> thought I was a fraud. I was like, what am I? I'm just like this housewife that's, like, brought together all these professional people and they're all here filming something that I wrote just from having a bit of fun like oh my god they're gonna know I'm a fraud and I was freaking out you know I had a massive panic attack when we were filming and what do you think those feelings of anxiety were coming from and what was your like inner voice telling you um I think it was like that imposter syndrome yeah yeah so just not feeling good enough yeah just like I've tricked all these people. They're going to find out. They've flown up from Melbourne and these ones have flown from Sydney and, oh, my God. And what did you think they were going to find out? That it was just a big joke. Like, Anna doesn't know what the hell she's doing. This is going to be a flop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And how did you cope with the panic attacks and the anxiety that came along with it? Not very well, hey. (laughs) You helped me a lot. No, but you did. Like, you got through it. Oh, I did get through it. I went to a nice naturopath and got natural things, meditated, you know, just tried to stop that, the ego side of me yeah. telling me that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was hard. And what would you maybe say to other people who are striving for something big and then it happens and then they are so fearful of when it's happening because it's big and it's scary, but it's what they wanted. Yeah. Maybe when I was manifesting, I wasn't manifesting the actual making of it. I was Mm. manifesting the end product, which was it being on TV, right? But maybe I needed to manifest or not manifest, what's the word, like visualise the process of all these people coming together and of us filming. And if I'd maybe visualised that, then my whole mental state and body would have been ready. It wouldn't have been so overwhelming. To, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really good advice actually. So thinking about the whole process, and I think a lot of the time when we are manifesting, we're manifesting the end product. We're manifesting yeah. the car or the money or, you know, the friendship or whatever it is. But what about the process of getting there? So that when you are in that process, say if you are manifesting a new friend, if you're in the process of getting to know someone and you're all of a sudden feeling like overwhelmed because they want to like hang out all the time or just a yeah. random example, but if you had visualized the amount that you want to hang out and the places that you want to hang out, of course, with being flexible as well, I accept this or something totally better, totally different that is still, you know, good for me. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Like don't just visualize the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because it might be a dream that is so big. That's scary. scary. Yeah. Yeah. And your dreams are supposed to scare you. And I think if your dreams don't scare you, they're probably not big enough and you're sitting in your comfort zone too much. And we can sit in our comfort zones. Good things do come from comfort zones, but nothing like exhilarating and incredible comes from comfort zones. So very good piece of advice. Thank you, darling. I do give good advice. (laughs) You do. So let's talk about the visualization process because 
with your manifestation, this particular one, you didn't really use the traditional steps, which I really like. You basically did just use visualization and it goes to show how powerful just visualizing something is. And when I say you just use visualization, you also took inspired action. You weren't just sitting on the couch visualizing stage moms on a TV. You were also taking steps. So let's talk about the visualization side of things. Um, well, like I said, I visualized it on TV and that was my end goal. And I was a bit like a dog with a bone, I guess. Mm. You were focused and you were like, I want this or something better. I know I've already said that a few times, but that is such an important part when you're manifesting is being really focused on what you want, but still letting go of the idea that it could be something else. And it might, you may not have ever thought of it. Yeah, and I mean, the thing was to me, seeing a web series on television was so stupid Mm. because web series aren't on television and I have no idea why at that time Network 10 decided to just try a couple of web series. So there was me and, um, well, not me, Stage Mums and I don't know, maybe two others that they tried at that time. Yeah. Um, I have no idea why. And it was just everything collided perfectly for me at that time. I know why. Because you manifested it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe those other people did too and it was all happening at the same time. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's energy attracting energy. It's so exciting. Like it's so magical and it just goes to show every time you manifest something, it's like, oh, my gosh, like you're so powerful. Yeah. You can manifest anything. But, of course, some things have certain limiting beliefs attached to them or some things are hard, you know, so it makes some things harder to attract. So visualisation, I've had people ask me, I don't actually understand how to visualise. And people say, oh, this is a silly question. But I don't think it's a silly question. Yeah. How do you, like, do you do it through meditation? Do you do it when you're, you know, when you were sitting on the couch watching TV? I don't know. I think it's really important to have quiet time like go for a walk or meditate or like I pray. I pray to God. I pray to my mum who died when you were just one. Um, and the angels, just a group of angels out there. I I talk to them all the time. Um, but I think it's really important to have quiet time where maybe you're just sitting, staring at the beach or mm. going for a walk and just let things come to you and then picture them clearly I don't know I remember sitting on the couch when I was pregnant with you and looking at these glass doors and seeing you as a teenager open the door and I was like oh my god like there she is there's the blonde girl I'm gonna have like Mm. just I don't know you just let things come to you yeah Yeah. and don't be afraid of kind of what's coming and I guess trusting what you're seeing Because sometimes like when I'm meditating or walking along the beach and an idea comes to me, sometimes it can be really weird or like not exciting or kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, those are the ideas that could change your life one day. Yeah. Yeah. So writing them down, taking note of the coincidences of repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidences. And sometimes I have dreams. Mm. I've always had things like that. But when my life gets too busy, they don't come. Uh, And so it's really, I was so much better at this when I was younger. Yeah. Before I had responsibilities and 
life was too busy. Mm. I think that I had lots of dreams and little thoughts that would pop into my head that would come to fruition mm-hmm. a lot more than when when I was really busy. Mm. Yeah. So after you had all of this success with Stage Mums, you yeah. know, you achieved a huge goal for you. At that time, that goal was the biggest thing that you could achieve. And you, I know that you were just so proud and so excited as you should have been. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Like, did you set more goals? Yeah. So then we decided to write half hour episodes, eight half hour episodes, which was huge. That's, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm not a writer. I can't do this. And, you know, all that imposter nonsense that comes in. Mm. I got you to help, Mm -hmm. um, which was the best thing ever. So that helped because I had your support and then we got an awesome script editor. We ended up with these great scripts. You know, fast forward, we were ready to go into production for the half-hour episodes and then COVID happened. Yes. So (laughs) when COVID happened, it kind of all – it didn't fall apart, but it did essentially for that to go into production like that month. So since then... Yeah, look, it made everything difficult. Investors fell over, branding support fell over and the three years have just been us trying to put those things back together again to be able to go into production and it's been a struggle and it's been hard and it's so different to when we did the web series that came so easily. Yeah. I'm just getting roadblocked constantly. And I think we've been so confused about why it has been so hard because the first part of this journey was so easy and effortless and, you know, we'll do our cards and we'll ask for guidance and there is a block that we are still working on. But something that I like to think about is how we set these goals And we achieve a goal and at the time it's the most amazing thing ever and you're so proud and then you set a new one and it might not go, in our case, it might not go the way that we had hoped and it almost takes away from that first goal that you achieved and were so excited about. Did that kind of happen for you a little bit? Yeah, and I think that happens with life altogether. You achieve things in your past constantly And then you forget what those achievements were. And I I hate how um, with media, you know, they call people has-beens. And it's so awful. It's like, yeah, but they achieved that. Mm. And that was something really momentous. Don't call them a has-been. Just because because time has passed. Yeah. yeah. That was still an amazing thing they did and they are still that person Mm. that achieved that. So they're not a has-been. They're still there. That's just part of their journey. Mm. And they might do something amazing again later but it might not be in the public eye yeah yeah exactly yeah I think we need to remind ourselves that when we do set new goals to not get defeated and think that you are a failure completely look back at what you have achieved to get to this point and I think with us with stage mums the first goal like going back to that first goal the first goal was to create roles for ourselves to have fun with the people in the industry that we loved and trusted and make something funny to make people laugh. That was it and we did it. Yes, of course, then we got more opportunities to create longer episodes and it was so exciting and we thought this is it. Like this is 
going to take off our, you know, acting and writing careers in a way that is so perfect for us because we get to work together and it's on comedy. It's we get to hire people that we love. And look, it's still probably going to happen. It's not over, but it has been really hard. So I guess just dissecting why it's been hard and what we're doing wrong. And I think some of the elements that we are doing, I don't want to say wrong, but a little bit Mm. they aren't aligning is the fact that it all got a bit overwhelming and we weren't focusing back on that number one goal and things were getting a bit big and scary and we were letting imposter syndrome come in and we were listening into that voice of fear. Yeah, and you do, you know, like – to create eight half-hour episodes is when you start visualising how that's going to happen, it's scary as. And I think, you know, that fear of success is a real thing, mm. whether it's getting that new job or, you know, that new house. Yeah. And there's so many things in our lives that if you are successful to achieve those things, it's really scary how you're going to actually cope. Yeah, and I think maybe because you did have those um, feelings of anxiety the first time around, your yeah. subconscious is probably trying to protect you going, don't do this because yeah. you're going to get anxious again. And that's just trying to protect you, but really it's doing the opposite because it's stopping you from moving forward. And I'm not saying that's why you know the next season hasn't come to play. Yeah. There's so many different elements and I know it will in the right way for us. Yeah. And I think one bit I'm proud of is that we have stayed very strong to – what we know and believe the project to be. Yeah. Like we just haven't let it happen in ways that are smaller or less than we know that it deserves. And if it doesn't get made in the way that we want it to, like that's okay as well. Yeah. I yeah. guess we're surrendering. We are. We're surrendering. It is, And it yeah. has been tough as well. Like I can't count the amount of times we've cried <laughs> and, you know, over this next, the longer series, it's been you know, we've been feeling pretty defeated, yeah. but we have a choice as well to feel yeah. defeated and to stay down or we have a choice to pick back up and try our best. Yeah. So you were saying before that when you manifest, you ask your mum, who's my nanny waters, your angels, your guardian angels. So what do you kind of feel when you talk to them like talk us through like your beliefs I guess so I was brought up Catholic so I I don't go to church anymore but I I strongly believe in God and a higher power I call it God but you can call it whatever you want or the universe so I talk to that being but after mum died I talk to her like she was here Mm. it's like a conversation and and I have always talked to her and I don't know. It's just like having a conversation with someone you love. Yeah. Chatting with them and asking them to help you or to watch over. I always get her to watch over you and Joey. Um, that's your brother. Yes. Oh, yes, I have a brother <laughs> called Joey, everyone. <laughs> um, and I guess, too, I wanted to talk about this because I also talk to Nanny Waters and I have a very deep connection with her, which is yeah. – Kind of strange because she did pass away when I was one, so I yeah. never got to know her. But I cannot explain the strong connection that I feel with her and that I have always felt with her. Yeah. And you have a bit of a story as well, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's just it's so lovely that you have that connection with her. Like when 
so you were one when when mum died and I'm trying not to get emotional. <laughs> so one morning you were sitting in your high chair demanding food because... That's what I do. Yeah, that's what you always do. <laughs> more, more, you always used to say. Um, and mum had died and there was just this overwhelming feeling when I looked at you and I'm feeding you food that mum had just gone into you, which I know she... I know you already have your own soul, but I just felt like she came in and was a part of you somehow. It's quite bizarre. And it was such a strong, overwhelming feeling. And even now as an adult, sometimes when you're talking to me, I'm like, hang on, is this Cleo telling me this or is this mum speaking through Cleo? Because you mother me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and it is like sometimes mum is just talking through you to me and it's it's a very weird but very strong feeling that I've had ever since she died that she mm. came into you in some way yeah and it's weird because I feel that too and even like when I was so young I just remember like you talking about her and me just being like yeah I know like I just I knew yeah I felt like I knew everything there was about her even though I really never met her well, well when did, I, I did, I was a baby. I don't yeah. remember, but yeah. I do. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to bring this conversation up because it's a bit, a bit of a different conversation for the Pass Around the Smile podcast, and we might have people that don't resonate with, you know, higher powers or angels or loved ones that have passed on. But we might have people that need to hear this. That, yeah. um, you know, that there have been some kind of strong feelings or energy moving around them. That maybe it is someone that you love that's in heaven, or, or just an angel or a spirit guide of, you know, some type. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And there are some really cool and crazy stories out there. But I mean, I feel so lucky to have that connection with her. And I know when I've meditated, I have like, I, I don't know. I, and again, this is going to seem really woo woo. And there are so many parts of Nanny Waters in that she's got a huge family. So many parts of her would be in so many different, yeah. you know, people within the family. Um, and I don't know whether it's because I meditate a lot and I just feel it stronger or what, but yeah, like when I meditate, I can literally see her and feel her like within my energy. Like it's weird. Like she's yeah. like, yeah, it's so weird. It sounds weird to say someone's a part of my soul or something, yeah. but she is. And then sometimes too, when I am mothering you, <laughs> when I'm speaking to you, I will kind of sometimes walk away and be like, that was weird. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Or, you know, like that didn't really sound like me, but like, I know it, it yeah. is me, but maybe it is her coming through. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And coming through with love. It's not like oh, you've, yeah. you've been taken over by an, you know, an otherworldly presence because no. that's another thing altogether. And that no. can be really scary. This is, this is a loving energy that you can call on and um, know that it's there to help you. Mm. And there are times I actually do feel that she's not there, like yeah. within me as well, and I'll have to like call on her because she's, you know, she's a busy woman. Like I said, she's got a b <laughs> big family, like she's here, there and everywhere. She can't always be like with me or with you or, you know, yeah. but um, I've found myself feeling like a little bit empty, like when she's not. And then yeah. when I call on her and when I feel that she's there, I like feel kind of full. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's just always been like 
a part of me since I was so little. Yeah. It's just weird. It's kind yeah. of, it's, do you say inexplainable or unexplainable? Unex- inexplicable. Oh, it's that. It's inexplicable. It's Chloe. that. And then I don't know if I've actually shared this story on the podcast yet, but maybe I'll just share it now, which is that time that I was going to America for the third time. And I was like, oh, yes. I really, I don't want to go. Like I, should I go? Should I not? I'm confused. I need guidance. Like, please like Nanny Waters, just show me anything, like show me something. And I started finding these five cent pieces everywhere. And that you know, kind of sounds weird because it's like, yeah, five cent people do just drop five cent pieces or they leave them here and there. But I'm talking in a couple of days, I filled up a small jar like, and they were on, like I'd go to sit in my car and there was one on my car seat. And I was like, I know that wasn't there before. Like, where did this come from? Um, I would go to, you know, uh, um, self-serve and there'd be like, seven five cent pieces in there anyway so it was happening and I was like I don't know what this means but I know that I'm being guided somehow that something is trying or someone is trying to tell me something most likely nanny waters and then I got home and I was still confused because I was like what did finding five cent pieces mean and I was like it's getting to like two or three days until I leave I better get my suitcase down which I hadn't touched in ages like a year or so so I reached up to the top of my cupboard got my suitcase down as I opened the suitcase there was a five cent piece sitting in the middle of the suitcase and then my nanny waters teddy from the cupboard fell into the suitcase (laughs) so for my listeners my nanny waters teddy was nanny gave me this teddy when I was born and I just always called it nanny waters and when I was a kid I'd sleep with it every night and it had been up in my cupboard for you know a long time as like an adult, like I don't sleep with the teddy anymore. Um, and it literally fell into the suitcase and onto the five cent piece. And that trip was the trip that, you know. Was the best one. Was the best one. Well, yeah. well Beyonce, come on. <laughs> but a lot more than just Beyonce, it was a realisation that I can manifest and that I can share this with the world. So really it was the start of Pass Around the Smile. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, when you went on that trip, that's when you thought it up, hey? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I reckon we can probably end there. Do you have Do you have a quote, a favourite quote at the moment? Um, not really. I just think that we should do what makes us laugh and bring us joy. I don't know. It's not much of a quote. but <laughs> <laughs> Find what makes you happy. And I guess there yeah. probably will be listeners being like, yeah, but I don't know what makes me happy. Yeah. And um, all I can say to that is I've been there as well. Yeah. Um, And what I do when I'm in that, I go back to little Anna on a swing. I had a swing when I was little. Swinging and singing and just uh, in the garden looking around and I just loved singing and Imagining. Imagining yeah. and playing. Mm, playful and yeah. fun energy. So I think it's find that little inner child and what you used to love doing. Yeah. And for me it was making up stories and singing. Mm. And I think people too, um, they think that they have to do that, like the playful, fun thing for a career as well. Yeah. And for some people, yes, that is, yeah. you know, what you're meant to do. But for some people, they're career is 
just to make money and, yep. you know, I'm hoping you don't hate your career. I don't think anyone should hate their job. Yeah. But it might just be something that you do do for money. And then on the weekends you do have the money to be that playful, fun person that you so badly want to be. And I think as long as that weekend or that weeknight or whatever fills you up yeah. and takes is stronger than your, you know, I don't know what I was going to say there. Well, like, <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> yeah, because you've got to have hobbies. You can't just work to exist, to earn the money yeah. to live. That's boring. You've got to do what makes your soul and heart happy. And they are the hobbies that maybe you enjoyed as a kid. If they become your career, that's awesome. Mm. But they may just be hobbies exactly. and fun things that you love doing. Yeah. And yeah. that I think what I was trying to say is when you're doing those hobbies or when you are filling yourself up in ways that work for you, then that like loving good vibration will overflow into your work life in other ways as well that you won't kind of know that you won't yeah. because you're you're full you're feeling happy so you're going to work happy because of what you did on the weekend or because of what you did last night yeah. so yeah like if it's meant to be your career amazing and if it's not amazing as well yeah um i think what we will do is pull a card from my very new deck Ooh. which when this episode comes out it's launch day so oh, fun times i will grab the deck okay so i have the beautiful new deck here this will be your first reading it will with be. the new deck. With the new deck. It's very Look, pretty. That's so pretty. This isn't my deck, like my deck, if that makes sense. So this might not be completely oh. in tune reading. But this is the deck. This is the a deck. deck. <laughs> All right. What do we need to talk about to end this podcast? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so cute. We got the maternal card. Spend time and energy around motherly healing. Check in with your feelings toward the maternal figures in your life and yourself as a maternal being. Oh, Oh, Mama I can't believe we pulled that. Oh, my God. That's you and me. I know. They're elephants. elephants. Well, like, we don't even need to talk about that because that's just pretty incredible that we pulled that on a mother-daughter podcast. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you in two minutes when we have morning tea. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm